Hi, this is KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. And today I wanted to talk about um, the first two seasons of Inuyasha. It's a um, hybrid anime fairy tale that follows the plight of Kagome, a modern high school girl transported back in time to feudal Japan. There she discovers she's the reincarnation of a deceased priestess and must prevent the anti-hero Inuyasha from taking the Shikon Jewel. These should-be rivals end up on the same team, but the question is, once the sacred jewel is found, will true love overcome Inuyasha's penchant for evil? So, like I said, I'm only doing the first two seasons. Um, The first episode actually aired um, in 2000, and the last one aired in year 2010. So I have a long way to go, and it's like 27 episodes per season. And these are 54 that I've done in two weeks. I've done like four episodes a day. So my eyes are basically on basically on fire right now. Um, so what I'm going to do is just read through the um, small synopsis that they have for each episode. Uh, I'm doing it both off of the IMDB on um, Google and then what they have here on Netflix. So the Netflix version is um, dubbed in English. I always prefer doing subtitles I think because that just adds a little bit more context to um, anime and when it's done it's in its original um, in its original language like especially with foreign films because the language is connected to culture and I always like to have that connected with one another but in this case with Netflix US it's uh, dubbed in English so I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it so the first episode is um, the girl who overcame time and the boy who was just overcome years after being sealed away half demon Inuyasha is awakened by a high school girl named Kagome whose time Slipped back into Senkugo period. And it pretty much says the same thing here. Uh, Kagome and Inuyasha must work together to gather the shards of the jewel that were shattered. So on her 15th birthday, Kagome's 15th birthday, she was chasing after a cat from what I can remember. And she fell into the well. No, centipede. A demon centipede had fell, had, had carried her into the well had dragged her into there and instead of hitting the bottom she ended up back into feudal Japan because she had a jewel shard unbeknownst to her she had a jewel shard embedded in her so then the second episode Seekers of the Sacred Jewel on Netflix granted the power to control Inuyasha Kagome learns that she may be the reincarnation of Kiare's our older sister Kikyo, who sealed Inuyasha away. And the same thing on here. Kagome finds out that she may be the reincarnation of Kayade's older sister, the priestess Kikyo, who sealed Inuyasha with her arrow. Uh, Kikyo was the, again, the priestess who protected the Shikon jewel when it was whole. Um, she was the one that was keeping it pure. But um, something happened, which will explain later something happened where she ended up losing possession of it 
So then, let's see, the third episode on Netflix, Down the Rabbit Hole and Back Again. Kigome and Inuyasha each need the other's abilities to gather the shattered shards of the Shikon Jewel, but the two don't get along, and they, they, God, they don't get along. It says the same thing here on, um, on Google. So what happens is the centipede grabs a hold of the shard of the jewel that was in Kagome, but then a crow comes down and takes it from the centipede, but then Kagome ends up shooting the crow, like shooting the jewel out of its mouth, and that's what ends up shattering it. So now they have to go, her and Inuyasha have to go and find the missing jewel fragments that's like all over, like literally all over Feudal Japan. Uh, episode 4, Yara of the Demon Hair. Back in the present, Kagome is relaxing at home when Inuyasha comes looking for her and she returns with him to the past to find Yara. That is a repeating theme that Kagome just like, she's like, I'm going home. Like, forget it. I'm done with you. When they argue, she goes home, but she always ends up coming right back anyway. Uh, episode 5, Aristocratic Assassin, Shishomaru. I love Shishomaru. I even loved him before, um, towards the end of the second season. He becomes a little bit nicer. Just, just, a, just, a, just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit, but like... I love Shishomaru. So, um, Inuyasha's half-brother Shishomaru appears, looking for the tomb of their father, who was a dog demon. Kagome learns about Inuyasha's past. And it says the same thing here about um, how Shishomaru appears on Google. Uh, episode 6, Tesaga, the Phantom Sword. Despite Kagome's assistance in throttling him, Shishomaru figures out the location of Inuyasha's father's tomb which contains a sword he desires. Um, here on Google, the Moana, I think that's how you pronounce it, makes Inuyasha reveal the location of his father's grave. Shishamaru removes Inuyasha's right eye and opens the entrance to the cave. Kagome goes with Inuyasha after Shishamaru. So what happens is that Shishamaru can, knows where um, their father hid his location, like Inuyasha doesn't know. I guess unbeknownst to him, um, their father hid the location in his eye, in that right eye. It, I guess it's that black pearl thing, the Moana that it was. So Shishomaru removed it to find a location. And subsequently removing Inuyasha's right eye. Episode 7, Showdown. Inuyasha versus Shishomaru. Uh, Kagome is able to pull the sword Tetsaiga out of the altar, and Shishomaru tries to kill her, angering Inuyasha and triggering a brother's duel. Uh, same thing here. Kagome is able to pull out the Tetsaiga. Shishomaru attacks her, making Inuyasha angry. So he goes to defend her, and he's able to grab hold the grab hold of the Tetsaiga. And it turns into a fang sword. So that's what happens when he unsheaves the um, the Tessica. It turns into a fang sword. It goes from a plain skinny sword to this really wide um, fang sword. It's like shaped in a... Pretty much shaped like a fang. Like a dog's fang. Every time he unsheaves it. Uh, let's see. Episode 
eight. Uh, the Toad, who would be Prince. Also, when I re- want to rewind back to that episode seven. So, um, spoiler alert: using the Tessaga, Inuyasha actually ends up cutting off from I want to say like half of the bicep down, cutting off Shishomaru's arm, like and surprises the crap out of Shishomaru. But that was when he turned into full demon, like a dog demon. Not like how with Inuyasha when he turns demon. Like when Shishomaru turns demon, like full demon, it is a spectacle. You need to get the hell out of the way. But he somehow managed to do it in the defense of uh, Kagome. Alright, so on to episode 8, The Toad Who Will Be Prince. Inuyasha and Kagome meet a young samurai named Nu... No Bonica, I want to say is his name, Nubanaka, whose lord has been possessed by a toad demon, and they set off to rescue a princess. And it says the same thing here. They call it the Kai province, where um, Nubanaka tries to save the lord of the castle who is possessed by a toad demon. So the toad demon has been kidnapping women in the town. In this case, he ends up kidnapping a princess, and he's been eating them basically to stay alive so he's been yeah that's pretty much it so and he it's one of those instances where um the this samurai and kagome convince inuyasha that he doesn't have to kill them because he's been possessed like this is not just a regular demon he's been possessed um you need to show restraint. This is one of those episodes where Inuyasha has to show restraint. Uh, episode 9. Inner Shippo Plus. The Amazing Thunder Brothers. On their journey, Inuyasha and Kagome meet Shippo, a young fox demon who steals a shard of the Shikon Jewel to avenge his murdered father. And the same thing here. Shippo, a demon fox, steals the Shikon Jewel. Jewel shards from Kagome so he can avenge his father that's only part one part two is the showdown uh, episode 10 fan of showdown the thunder brothers versus tetsaga and yuyasha deals heighten i think that's how you pronounce it heighten who uh while shippo tries to use his match to rescue kagome from manton but the thunder brothers won't be defeated easily and it's the same thing here they Inuyasha bells one brother while Shippo tries to save Kagome from the other. Um, Haiten is like the good looking brother, human brother, who inherited their good looks and luscious hair from their father. Whereas Manton is like the demon looking, like I guess you could say ugly looking one that's like inherited their mother's looks and he's like balding, which he's highly upset about throughout the whole episode how he's balding and that's what really um takes him off the most and um encourages him to kidnap Kagome to begin with he wants to eat her and he's thinking oh if I eat her my hair will go back uh episode 11 the terror of the ancient no mask when Kagome returns to the present the power of the Shikon jewel incites an ancient no mask to attack her grandfather so Kagome has to take at least one she at least one jewel shot with her 
back to the present in order to get back to feudal Japan. In this case, she took pretty much all of them with her. And the mask was able to come through and attack her. And the same thing happens here in Google. She took the shards back with her to prison day and it attacked her. It was, um, the no mask is a flesh mask. So it would latch on to someone to survive but it would only be temporary like it would the the bodies or the host would melt away so the mask had to lash onto something else and it's just attacking everybody in town but with a uh jewel shard it could lash on to that host forever it didn't have to worry about dying off or anything like that episode 12 the soul piper and the mischievous little soul inuyasha spots a demon called the Tartar Remoke? Remoki? I don't know. <laughs> Which benevolently guides the spirits of children. Wakagome meets the spirit of a girl named Mayu. So, in this episode, um, it's probably like the Pie Piper, but a Soul Piper. So, this Soul Piper guides children that have died you know, across this lake or whatnot to pass on into whatever world you believe in, heaven, hell, into the afterworld pretty much. And um if it I think it said if it opens its eyes, it'll take you to it'll drag you to hell. I think is what it said. Well if it yeah, if it opens its eyes it's a problem, but as long as their eyes are closed it's fine. And Mayu was just like going around she died in a fire. So when she died, she was under the impression that her mother left her to die. But apparently her mother didn't even know she was in the house when she died. And that's what Kigome is trying to tell her. Like, your mother didn't even know your mother loved you. She didn't abandon you. She didn't neglect you. You know, you're just a child cr crying out for attention. And your mother didn't realize it because you had a sick brother. She was more was paying more attention to her sick brother than she was to Mayu. And Kagome is trying to get her to reconcile with the fact that her mother did love her. She didn't neglect her. You can pass on. And it gets to a point where, like, Kagome is almost dragged to hell with Mayu by the Soul Piper because she's trying to uh, get her to, like, to know better and to, to, to um, redeem herself. Pretty much. Like, ask for your mother's forgiveness. Tell her that you love her. Acknowledge the fact that, you know, what happened was basically your fault. Like, and plus, with Mayu leaving one of her pieces of clothing by the um, by their heater, she was the one that actually, unfortunately, set the whole fire and actually ended up killing her. Episode thirteen: The mystery of the new moon and the black-haired Inuyasha. After Inuyasha and Kagome rescue a girl named Nazuna. They stay overnight at a shrine together and learn more about Inuyasha's transformation. And on Google, Inuyasha and the gang... So Shippo has joined. So that's why they say gang. Shippo has now joined their gang. Uh, Inuyasha and the gang meet Nozuna and Saiyan at a mountain temple where they fall into Kumogashira's trap. So, during 
one night i guess you could say one night a month or during uh, at this point the mystery of the new new moon so every new moon because inuyasha is not full demon every new moon he ends up turning back into he like he turns into a human not back into a human but he becomes human so unsheathing the tessaiga will not turn into um a fang sword it just it'll just be a regular sword Inuyasha will not have the ability to use his claws to destroy demons or seriously hurt anybody. To just regular fingertips. To regular fingernails. His hair goes from being this shockingly ghostly white, almost silver, to being pitch black. Which was actually the hair color of his mother, his human mother's hair. So like I said, for... Then during the new moon, he ends up being um, human. So he has to like wait it out in order to fight off any demons that may attack them. In this point, it was a trap. So he had to figure out how to do it. But this was the first instance that Kagome ever really witnessed it. Uh, episode 14. Inuyasha and the others encounter the ogre... Arasu? I don't remember how to pronounce a lot of these names. If it wasn't mentioned throughout the episode or multiple times throughout the seasons, I've, yeah, I've drawn the blank. Uh, who robs the grave of uh, Kikyo, the priestess who sealed Inuyasha away. He's determined to stop her. So this is... Um, it wasn't an ogre. Or was it an ogre? Was it? I, I, I know it was a woman who stole. I, I remember the episode where she went and stole her remains because she wanted to use her and find out the knowledge that Kikyo had to find the jewel shards because she knows she was the one that was protecting them. So it's like, oh, she'll be the one to hunt them out for me instead of me having to do it myself. But that's not what happens. She ended up turning on the woman. Um, no, 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 that was right. So someone steals it and then, no, 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 I was right the first time. So yeah, that, Kyoko ends up killing a woman and then, um, running off. And this is like the first time that she actually, um, confronts Inuyasha about her, in her mind, her, um, his betrayal that he was the one that, um, attacked her. It ended up killing her. And he's like, no, that's not what happened. So there's this conflict, you know, conflicting stories that they both have. You know, that, you know, I I didn't attack you in that field. You know, and you shot me down. But it's like, oh, I, I shot you down because you attacked me. But it's like, no, I never attacked you. So that's when they start thinking, like, what is going on here? Something has happened that made us turn on each other. But even we don't really know what happened. Alright, so, um, episode 15, Return of the Tragic Priestess Kiy- um, Kyoku. I've, my, my mind just really seriously drew a blank. <laughs> In order to bring Kyoku, um, Kyoku back to life, uh, Arasu kidnaps Kagome. When Kyoku is revived, she immediately tries to kill Inuyasha in a rage. So, yeah, in this episode, she tries to kill him in a rage because, you know, when she died, it, he was the last person she saw. 
Um, in her mind, he was the one that did that to her. That he was the one that killed her before she was able to seal him in the tray. And then they argue and go back and forth. And she ends up going over a cliff. And he's thinking in, in his mind that she has died for real. For real, for real this time. Uh, episode 16. Miroku, a womanizing young monk, has been collecting shards of the Shikon Jewel. When he steals Kagome's and Yasha follows him to get them back. Uh, the same thing here in Google. That he just goes to get them back from um, Miroku who stole them. Um, 17, episode 17, The Cursed Ink of the Hell Painter. And at this point, Miroku has joined a team because they thought it'd be better off. Like, you need someone else. Like, um, he tells them about um, Naraku, which I don't think they even knew what his name was at the time. But they let him know that Naraku did this to my family. He has this curse because he introduces, Miroku introduces the wind tunnel when they um, fight off other demons. And he's like, we're all chasing after the same thing why don't you join us that's what Kagome was thinking Inuyasha didn't want him to join obviously Inuyasha's very uh very stubborn but he reluctantly allowed him to um well not welcomed him he um well he didn't welcome him into it either he allowed it he allowed it to happen <laughs> episode 17 an artist named Katatsu I think that's how you pronounce his name. Uh, dreams of controlling an army of ogres powered by a sh uh, sacred jewel shard. It's up to Inuyasha and any others to stop him. Um, he's the one that, um, in the beginning of the episode, he has these scrolls. And then, like, an army of people are chasing after him. And then, all of a sudden, there's... Um, blood like they've all been killed off and you're not really sure how that happened and then later you see um he has a jewel shard and when he does these these paintings of demons he has it in the ink so then he um is able to to paint the paintings and because of the jewel shard, they come to life. And he actually uses a little bit of his own blood to be able to control them, in a way. But then at the end, he goes overboard with it, and they ended up actually killing him, like completely disintegrating him, um, like eating him alive. Basically, it's like he's like, "Oh, come into me, take my body instead of using the ink. Come and take me instead." But it ended up like devouring him, right? Episode 18, Naraku gives Shishomaru a human arm with a Shikon jewel shard embedded in it so that Shishomaru can try to regain possession of the Shikon jewel that fails terribly. Um, obviously, because Naraku, that's just what he does. Um, what happened in that episode is that um, Kagome tried to shoot the like she tried to shoot the shard out from his arm, and I think what was it? I think um, Shishomaru was actually poisoned, right? Because it was when he when he escaped, 
Because he was actually able to wield the, the, the Tessaiga. And he killed a hundred demons that he actually summoned himself from the mountain. And he killed them a hundred demons in one swipe of the Tessaiga. But then like... I'm thinking... And then the, the poisonous insects were introduced too. So Miroku couldn't use his wind tunnel because the poisonous snakes will come I mean not snakes poisonous insects will come in and it would just really really hurt him and it could kill him like destroy his wind tunnel and destroy him all together but I think he was poisoned because he had to disconnect the arm that he had to get rid of it but he was able to keep I think he was able to keep the jewel shard if I recall that correctly. I don't recall it correctly. <laughs> We're moving on. Episode 19. Go home to your own time, Kagome. Kagome is injured during Inuyasha's fight with Shishomaru. And when Inuyasha learns Naraku's plan, he fears for her life. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Again, the arm comes off. Uh... Episode 20, Despicable Villain, The Mystery of Un Unegumo. Now, it says Unegumo, but I guess because it's dubbed in English and all the voice actors, I guess, are being directed to do different things or how they pronounce it is all different because it says Unegumo in the title, but... Uh, in the show, the voice actors all pronounce it very differently. Like, one says Unigumi, Unigunu, like, it's all, it's, they pronounce, every time someone says this person's name, it's different each time. It's never really the same. So, in this episode, Kayade leads Inuyasha and Muruku. Moraku to a nearby cave that featured in her and um, Kyoku's past. Um, uh, meanwhile, Kagome tries to readjust to her normal life. So she's gone home. She's unaware of what they're doing. Um, it's pretty much like an origin story for Unegumo. Um, so, what was it? So, he was like someone that they found in a cave that was like burned really badly. So Kaede and Kikyo went down there to um, provide him aid like food and water and shelter and fire and things like that. And Unegumo became kind of like obsessed with Kikyo. And Kaede went and told her, and like he was talking all kinds of nonsense about like these jewel shards and how he wanted that. And he wanted the, the Shikon jewel when it was still whole, and he wanted Kikyo. But then they kind of like they were gonna leave him down there, they weren't gonna go back to him. But then one night he summoned a bunch of demons to come and take over his weak body, and then he became Naraku, he was no longer, um. Uneguma. It was somebody else then. Alright, so episode 20... Episode 21. Inuyasha's... Uh, no, episode 21. Naraku's true identity unveiled. Unveiled. What am I saying? 
Inuyasha's fight with Royal Khan. Royal, yeah, Royal Khan continues. Um, and Kagome interrupts her date with Hojo to return to the shrine where she senses the jewel's presence. And the same here on Google, um, Kagome goes back to the shrine which, while on her date with Hojo. While she is there, she feels the presence of a Shukon Jewel Shards and reuses Feudal Japan. The Rakugo reveals to, that Unegumo was once in love with uh, Kikyo. Episode 22, A Wicked Smile, uh, Kikyo's Wandering Soul. Kikyo has apparently been resurrected and is living as a village priestess. A wandering monk realizes that it is not all as it seems with her. And on Google here it says Kikyo is living as a priestess when a monk who realizes she, realizes that she is dead tries to make her pass on. So in this episode they noticed that a lot of the women's souls, women who have already died, their souls are being removed from their bodies and they're traveling elsewhere and they don't know where it's going. So um, they attempt to follow so Inuyasha, Shippo, Kagome um, Miroku all attempt to follow to see where these souls are going but they never and they never end up like reaching it but the monk who does he ends up dying um, by um, Kigyo ends up killing him but the other monk that was with him, he had like an apprentice that was with him. He was able to escape. And that's when the gang finds him and he explains to them. He's like, this priestess, this like demon who's passing herself off as a priestess um, has been stealing women's souls. And that's when he tells the gang that her name is Kikyo. And then they're like, oh no, like where is this? That's when they go looking for her because... They were all under the impression that she had died when she fell off that cliff when she was originally resurrected. Episode 23, Kagome's voice and Kikyo's kiss. Inuyasha reaches, no I'm sorry, Inuyasha searches for Kikyo, but Kagome finds her first. Kikyo takes her prisoner and won't listen to her attempts to explain what really happened. So what really happened between Kikyo and Inuyasha when Kikyo died or was attacked originally in the field, it wasn't Inuyasha, which she was led to believe before she died. It was actually someone else. They tried to explain to her that they believed it was Naraku that did it, that tricked her. And that um, when Inuyasha came into the village to see Kikyo, he was under attack. And he thought it was because Kikyo was really what didn't really love him that she was trying to attack him, but no, she was just paying it back to him because she was under the impression that he was trying to kill her. It's a whole, just a whole heaping thing of mess here. <laughs> um, but then on Google it says here Kikyo vents her, her grudge against Inuyasha, who reveals that he has never forgotten her, which is another issue that she thinks that. He has moved on with his life. Like she had to pay for that love with her life, and he didn't, which is a recurring um, theme throughout the two episodes, two seasons. Uh, 
Uh, episode 24, Enter Sango the Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer Sango is invited to the Hitomi Castle along with her father and younger brother um, Kohaku, leaving their village undefended. And on Google it says here, Demon Slayer is invited to Hitomi Castle, but it is a trap. And it is indeed, it is um, a trap set by um, Niraka. Basically, that slaughters everyone and is set up by Naraku. Like, they, he glances on to um, Kohaka and has him kill everybody there, including the father that was with, that went with them and the other assassins. And um, try to kill Songo, but Songo ends up unexpectedly surviving the attack. And then in episode 25, Naraku's insidious plot, believing him to be her enemy, Sango seeks Inuyasha in a misguided quest for revenge, mastermind, masterminded by Naraku, who once Inuyasha did it. So he tricks her into believing that it was Inuyasha who was the one that, um, not the one who's, who, who, um, killed her family or anything like that, but the one that, who, um, knows about them leaving and attacks her village because she, I guess she knows that her village is being attacked because she goes back that way. And Nuraku actually goes with her because it was the prince of that village or kingdom of that castle, Hitomi Castle, that told her. He was like, oh, take Naraku with you. This is before Naraku took over his body. But yeah, um, he says, take Naraku with you. And he ends up giving her a jewel shard too because she's like gravely injured. Because when her brother shot his thing, I don't know if that hook thing is, he shot into her back. And it injured her really, really bad. So that's the only thing that's keeping her up besides her rage for Inuyasha. Episode 26, Secret of the Jewel of Four Souls Revealed. After Inuyasha and his friends stop to bury the dead, Songo reveals the secret story of the Shikon Jewel's origins, the priestess Midoriko's own soul. Right? And then it's the same thing here on at Google. Songo reveals the story of the Shikon Jewel's place, birthplace. Um, so... They finally tell her, like, hey, you know, um, they fight, obviously, and Yasha fights with Songo and whatnot, and they finally let her know, and they let her in on what's been happening about how, like, Naraku was the one that's been doing this, and we just got here to your village after everyone had been killed, and Yasha didn't do anything, this is the setup, and, you know, she sees, uh, Kirara. Which it, her name is spelled Kirara, but how they pronounce it in the in the dub English version is like Kilala with like an L, which I thought was I always thought it was Kilala. I was like no, it's Kirara. I was like oh, well, I don't. <laughs> this this is why I prefer the original version with subtitles because the English version gets a lot of things uh, lost in translation. And then the last episode of season one, episode 27, The Lake of the Evil Water God. 
Uh, Inuyasha and his friends discover a village that sacrifices children to the local water god and meet a boy named Tarumaru? Tarumaru? Again, I don't, if they don't say his name multiple times throughout the seasons, I have no idea how to pronounce their names. But he needs their, he needs their help. So what happened is, this episode doesn't actually have a jewel shard that they can, um, retrieve from anywhere. Um, so the village is sacrificing, again, they're sacrificing children to a local water god because there's, like, multiple floods. And that's not something that normally happens. But they believe the water guy when they access when the water guy asks for sacrifices, so there would be no more floods. And so Inuyasha and the gang go and investigate and come to find out the actual water goddess had been trapped inside these um this cave of boulders with an entrapment um spell put on top of the rock so she couldn't get out you have to get over there first get past the guards get there and um remove the spell off and then let like let her out of it but also that um same uh i guess demon that same demon um has her trident so you have to get to the cave remove the spell remove the rocks and grab her but then you also have to grab the trident but while that demon has a trident it's almost unstoppable you know but they all work together like um Miroku I think he may have used the wind tunnel at one point and then Songo riding Kirara was able to use um her like it's like a just large boomerang her main weapon is this large boomerang that she uses to attack people and then um Kagome really couldn't do much like she tried to help but it's not much she could do and Yasha had to do most of the work again she's human there's not much she can do but you know I, I I liked that episode it was it was nice to have um, ended really sweetly in the show, the audience, the characters as a team. Plus, I mean, yeah, there was no jewel shard, but protecting vulnerable people from manipulative adversaries is never a wrong thing, even if it does deviate from their original plan. All right, now on to season two. Um, before we get on to that, the opening sequence changed again. It was when they brought back um, uh, Kikyo, and then it changes again when um Inuyasha accidentally goes full demon right so the first episode of season two let's get into that so episode one of season two Miroku falls into a dangerous trap after Miroku after his Miroku's wind tunnel is damaged in a fight with a demon. Miroku returns to the temple where he was raised by Mishin, but all is not well there. Um, again, Miroku falls victim to the wiles of a praying mantis demon disguised as a beautiful woman. That is the demon that he um, tries to fight with his wind tunnel, but she ends up injuring his hand. So, 
Miroku's father um, died from overusing his wind tunnel and I believe so did his grandfather so it's a curse that's been passed down from generation to generation by Nuraku with um, the curse of the wind tunnel the thing is is that eventually it'll spread throughout the palm and devour the user after so many uses that's why he's such a womanizing monk because he is telling them that he wants to have children so he can pass his bloodline down but it's really I think it's mostly just so he can have sex with them that's what Songo and Kagome think and they wouldn't be too far off so when he tries to flirt with the praying mantis demon come to find out she's a demon and he injures his hand so he has to go back to the temple where he was raised and that um priest there will help um help with his injured hand but the thing is ends up being another trap and he even he attempts to use it again even though it will devour him completely but that's not the case he doesn't have to go that far because um Inuyasha and the crew come to save him uh episode two Songo's suffering and Kuhaku's life Kagome and Songo talk about their respective pasts, including Songo's dead younger brother Kuhaku, but Naraku has sensitive plans for him. Um, on Google, Naraku commands a young boy to kill Inuyasha, and Songo is shocked to discover the boy's identity. Kuhaku flees into the forest. So it's Kuhaku that Naraku sends to kill Inuyasha, like he resurrected him with a jewel shard and is embedded in his back, just like he had with. Um, Songo, but the thing is with this is that if he removes the jewel shard, Kuhaku will die. Like he will completely die. Like he died. Like he 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 died. He was resurrected. Whereas Songo was just really she was gravely injured, but she ended up recovering from her injuries. Episode three, Tesaiga is stolen. Showdown at Naraku's castle. Songo steals the Tesaigo while Inuyasha is fighting Kuhaku and heads to Naraku's castle. She intends to kill him, but it won't be that easy. Uh, again, uh, episode 3 here on Google, Songo fights Naraku. Kuhaku recognizes Songo again. So, the thing is, his bond with his sister is so strong that it's starting to overpower um, Naraku's control over him with um the jewel shard embedded in his back right but Songo stole it because Naraku had told her internally he was like look if you bring the Tessaga I'll free your brother like I'll let him go and so I won't sick him on you or your gang anymore so she goes she goes and um gives him the Tessaga but um insists on fighting him and killing him herself like she goes on her own but the game meets up with her and they fight Naraku and just when they think that they've been bested by him that he's about to kill him um Kagome discovers that he's in one of those huts in the in the castle and shoots one of her arrows at him and almost like she she penetrates him she ends up hitting him he's so shocked by it that he ends up just completely leaving all together he takes the castle with him which is like a phantom castle that he takes along with him as a disguise right so then episode four Janinji uh kind yet said 
Tombo and Kirara need an antidote for uh, Naraku's poison. So Inuyasha and Kagome head to a village where they meet the gentle horse demon Janinji. I loved this episode. I thought it was amazing. Um, Janinji is kind of like um, Quasimodo in a way, but he's huge. Again, he's the uh, horse demon. And the villagers nearby, like down the valley, um, are very abusive to him. Um, him and his mother. They assume that, you know, all the people that go missing and end up dead all because of him. Like, they go up there for herbs and um, medicine and whatnot, and they all come back dead. Like, they they never make it back, so they all make assume it's them. But that's not the case. There's um, a demon uh, layer underneath of the ground that had laid eggs recently, and the um, eggs had hatched. So they went out hunting, pretty much, to feed the, new, the newborn babies, and they've been eating the people. So, at night, when uh, Kagome is there to stay with them, just to be there to protect them, like, they're not going to attack. The villagers aren't going to attack you all if I'm here, but that's not the case. They do end up attacking and, like, really, like, almost burning down the, the, their house, Janinji and his mother's house, and destroying their fields. But then the real demons come and Inuyasha forces them to stay and to help put out the fires and to fight off these demons. But then when Inuyasha tries to fight off the demons himself and protect Jinenji and his mother, even though they're um even though they're being attacked, Jinenji's mother is like, Look, he needs to fight off of these demons. Like he needs to show that he's strong enough that he can do it. Like he is half demon, he needs to show it. So then he ends up like defending their own um their their land from the demons. He ends up killing them himself instead of Inuyasha. So like he is half demon, he can do this. He's a gentle giant, but like don't cross him. He can actually do this. And I thought it was really sweet that in the end when the demon was gone and the villagers were injured Instead of attacking them or lashing out at them, Janinji offers them some medicinal herbs from for, uh, for their for the injuries, which I thought was really nice. And it was really cute how you know he was warming up to Kagome because like internally he's blaming on Snow like, hey, this is the only person other than my mother that has ever treated me like a living being, like not a monster and. I was hoping that he wouldn't like fall in love with her or be really weird about it, which he really wasn't. I thought was really, really great about that episode. So moving on, episode five, uh, uh, Kikyo and Inuyasha into the miasma. Miasma, that's what it is. I was like, it's at the tip of my tongue. It's at the tip of my tongue. Uh, Kikyo and, and Inuyasha into the miasma. Inuyasha and his friends come across a cave when the, they investigate demons in the mountains. Meanwhile, Niroku learns that Kikyo was still alive. Um, again, here on Google, heroes fall under... Nope, that is not it. Ki- uh, Niroku learns that Kikyo is still alive. A demon problem in the mountains is investigated. Right? And then episode 6... Uh... 
Kikyo captured by Naraku. Inuyasha and his friends set off to save Kyoku. Kikyo. Why am I pronouncing this woman's name wrong? <laughs> but they are vulnerable to demonic attacks. Only Kagome is immune thanks to the Shikon Jewel. So the the um, attack is hallucinations. Right? So the heroes fall under Naraku's spell of illusionary death causing frightening hallucinations. And only Kagome is immune to it because she's wearing the Shikon jewel shards that they've collected around her neck. So Inuyasha is, um, he's hallucinating about when the village was under attack, the one he visited, and when he, when, um, Kikyo was dying, right? And then, um, Moroku is, I think it was, he was, he was succumbed by the wind tunnel, right? And then Shippo, which I thought it was the saddest of them all, was that he was left alone. Like, that he would be all alone in the world. Like, when he lost his father, he was alone. Well, that's why he latches on to Kagome and Inuyasha so much, even though, like, Inuyasha treats him like crap, he latches on him because he doesn't want to be left alone. And then Songo, it was the death of, um, her family, pretty much the slaughter of her family, right? And then when Kagome meets up with Kikyo, Kikyo ends up like um, trapping her to tra again, like not listening to her, and it it just goes downhill pretty fast. But they all end up coming out of it and um, meet up with it later. Uh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Inuyasha, um, again, confronts, um, Kikyo about what's happening and, you know, why she's behaving in this sort of manner. And then, um, she's like, you know, will you, will you come with me? Will you, I'll leave if you leave with me. And he wants to go, but then, like, he remembers Kagome. Like, he can't leave Kagome and it upsets uh, Kikyo, but she ends up leaving as well, so he can be reunited with everyone else and Kagome. All right, episode seven. It is Tetsaika and Tensaika. Shishomaru is dissatisfied with the Tensaika sword, and he demands that the blacksmith Totosai forge another. Totosai calls in Inuyasha. Right on Google. Shishomaru pursues a master swords maker, hoping that he can force him to make a better sword than Tetsaiga. So the Tetsaiga, come to find out, is um, a sword that can heal. Whereas um, the, the Tetsaiga is the one that can protect, but it can actually kill with its you know, with its attacks, whereas, um, again, the Tense Liger can't do that, and it's like, I don't, I don't want something that I can't use in battle, and it doesn't make any sense, right, and then in episode 8, the true owner of the Great Sword, Inuyasha and Shishimaru continue their battle, making full use of their respective inheritances, 
after the Fry Shishomaru meets the orphan Ren. So this is when um, they talk more about like how their father, their Totosai talks about how like their father purposely made their swords for them specifically out of his fangs so they couldn't fight with each other. It's almost like they're stalemates. Like there's no point in fighting each other. Um, you, you with the with the Tetsaiga is meant to protect. You know, and you you can't defeat your brother. Your brother is stronger than you, so you can't defeat him. And the, with the Tetsaiga, that thing can't do anything as far as battle. So you can't attack your brother in, in Yasha with your sword. It's just not gonna work. And there's no sword greater than the Tetsaga. It's almost like there would be no point, which is what Totosai ended up um, explaining to everyone else. And I, I'm, I'm guessing, I don't know if Inuyasha even knows or he really cares, because Shishomaru is always going to keep coming after him. And then the thing is, in battle, in this battle, uh, Inuyasha. Uh, demonstrates the wind tunnel on uh, Shishoma. I believe that's what he does. Because he ends up getting really, he ends up getting injured from the battle. I, I, I forget what it was that he did, but he ends up getting really, really hurt from it and ends up leaving. And then he ends up meeting the orphan Ren, what they said here in the uh, synopsis. So Ren. Her parents, I guess, were killed, and uh, there was a village that kind of like took her in, but they are really abusive towards her, and she's mute, so she hasn't spoken since her parents died. So that I, I just wanted to I just wanted to point that out because it comes into play later on as to like she's mute now, but isn't later, which I'll I'll. It's weird. Like, in the next episode you see her in, she's talking. She's talking in complete sentences. But that's not until later. Um, but she helps nurse Shishomaru back to health. Like, he wants her to leave him alone. Like, don't come back here. I don't need human help. You're filthy. Go away. So he ends up regaining his strength in leaving. But the day he leaves... The day the village gets attacked by wolf demons. Um, which is in the uh, next episode here. So in episode 9, Koga, the leader of the eastern wolf demon tribe, challenges Inuyasha to fight after accessorizing himself with shards of the Shigon Jewel. So Koga, his wolf demons, like his wolves, end up attacking that village and... He retrieves what was stolen from him, which was a um, a jewel shard from someone. And he sticks his dogs on that thief, and then the whole village. He's like, go ahead and eat whatever you want. I don't really care. So they end up slaughtering the entire village. And then Ren gets away, but not fast enough. They end up attacking her and end up killing her. But the thing is, when Shishomaru has rejoined Jokin, Jokin is an imp. Which I didn't say in the beginning. Jokin is an imp. Who serves Shishomaru. Like. like The loyalty knows no bounds with him. 
But then when he goes off to leave, when Shishomaru goes off to leave to move on elsewhere to chase after Inuyasha, um, he gets a sense that he needs to go back. And then that's when he comes upon Ren's lifeless body and revives her. Now, he has no need to do this. Like, why would he do this to her? This is someone who hates humans, who has a superiority superiority complex. You know, what's the what's, what's the point? It doesn't make any sense. So, that was really nice of him to do that. Uh, episode 10, Inuyasha and the others are on their way to rescue Kagome and Shippo. Kagome agrees to help Koga on the condition that Shippo not be hurt. Um, she actually throws... So, what happens is, is that Shippo, when... Kagome is kidnapped, so it's a trap when they go looking for the wolf um, demons in Koga and they go up along this mountaintop but Songo and Miroku sense other demons that are not the the wolf demons on this mountaintop come from like these owl eagle demon things they're like part bird and then part demon like the human body part is at the top of it and the rest of it is this eagle owl hybrid looking thing so it's like you chasing after us but you have to watch out for these birds or vulture things that'll come down swoop and kill you so how, which one do you worry about so it ended up kidnapping Kagome taking her up to the cave and Shippo was like latching onto her Koba was like I forgot you were there to be honest with you so they were gonna keep Kagome because Koga found out that she can detect jewel shards and he wants more of them obviously but they were going to kill Shippo she was like no you're not going to kill Shippo on the condition that you know I'll help you so I'll help you if you don't kill him they was like okay but then Shippo gets the idea of uh, casting an illusion as uh, Koga and they'll try to escape but they end up getting found out so what Kagome does is she throws Shippo off of the mountain. He'll just float down. Like he turns like a leaf or something and he'll float down. And Koga was actually kinda like really impressed with that. Like she wasn't gonna give her friend up just to save herself, which he really liked. Right? So then episode ten, the man who fell in love with Kagome. Inuyasha and the others are on their way to rescue Kagome and Shippo. Kagome agrees to help Koga. No. That's not it. I already did that episode. <laughs> episode 11, Two Hearts, One Mind. Uh, Kagome returns to the present after another argument with Inuyasha. It was over Koga. The fact she tried to help him. And that um, they were fighting. Um, Inuyasha was fighting. I think he was fighting Koga. But it's like... Don't hurt him, you know, he he's actually not that bad of a guy. He was just trying to protect his pack, right? So when she returns back after an argument with Inuyasha back at school, she's confronted with more relationship problems. Her grandfather's been making up all kinds of lies about, and like, mystery ailments of why she's been gone so many times for so long. And then her friends are pastoring her, and they're like, oh, this boy likes you, you should date them. And she's kind of, like, falling for Inuyasha, but doesn't want to tell him, like, how do you explain that you're falling in love with with a half-demon dog, right? So, episode 12, 
trapped in the duel to the death. Naraku's insects steal a Shikon jewel shard from the forehead of a bear demon. Uh, Wind Sorceress uh, Kagura uses a shard to entrap the wolf tribe and Koga, right? On Google, Kagura used rumors of Shukon jewel shards to draw out demon wolf tribe members and kill them. She lures Inuyasha and the gang out and attacks them with the corpses. So, when she attacks them with the corpses, um, Inuyasha, that the blood had already been shed by the time he had got there, and he attacks them because the corpses are attacking him, right? But then Koga shows up because Koga wasn't with them. Like, he didn't want to be bothered with anything. Like, he already had his three jewel shards. He was still recuperating from the attack um, from the previous day. He was like, forget it. I'm not really worried about that right now. So other members went for the jewel shard themselves and what else they could collect. So when Kagura tricks them and kills them and turns them into corpses, um, and then the other group comes, Inuyasha, Inuyasha and his game comes, and they are attacked with corpses, Inuyasha naturally attacks them and tears them apart and has blood over its claws. So then Koga comes after he hears that it's a it's been this trap. And it's blood all over Inuyasha's hand. He's under the impression that Inuyasha is the one that turned his his uh crew members into not crew members, his um tribe into these corpses, like he's the one that killed them when it was actually Kagura. Right? Episode 13 The Deadly Trap of Kagura, the Wind Sorceress. Inuyasha's battle against Koga continues until Kagura herself appears. The Wind Scar is useless against her greater power over the air. So, yeah, that is the case. Um, it's when um, she, Kagura assumed that Koga had put Inuyasha down. Like, she, he, like, Koga was fast enough and was able to put him down, Inuyasha down, and kill him. So then, Koga tries to go after, um, Kagura himself. But the thing is, he was tricked into another jewel shard himself. But that jewel shard was counterfeit. It was actually poisonous. And she was like, because of your fight with Inuyasha, the, your blood is flowing faster. And the poisoning is spreading faster. So, you can't move at all. And he was, again, he was not able to move whatsoever, right? But then, Inuyasha gets back up again. And he, um, compels her into a duel. And attempts to use the wind scar. But the thing is, as a wind sorceress... She's able to control the wind. So he can't get off a clean shot. It's just being blocked. From trying to hit her. But then Inuyasha. Is the one that comes with the idea. With Kagome so far away. Kagome needs to hit. Her wind. Hit her wind. It'll knock my block off. My shield off that she has. And then I'll be able to see it. Right. So that's what happens. Uh, and yeah, 
So yeah, that's what happens. She Kagome knocks it off. Um and then they're equal again. Inuyasha and Kagura are equal and he attempts to hit her with the wind scar. Right? At this point, Kagura didn't even know that he could do that. But Naraku did and she ends up confronting him later about it. He's like, How would you, why would you send me on this mission knowing that Inuyasha can do a wind scar like that? And I'm a wind sorceress. And you knew that Kagome was, you know, had those magical um arrows. Like you knew that. Why would you why would you send me on this mission like that? And it ends up like setting the stage for um Kagura's like she kinda like wants to work against Naraku at some point, but she's still acting on his orders. But that's not until later, right? So in episode fourteen, Kagura's dance and Kana's mirror. Miroku is reuni- reunited with Koharu, a girl who ran away from her village after they met. Then Kagura's oldest sister, Kana, uses Koharu to target Inuyasha. So what it was is Koharu um, worked in this village for this lord up until like the age of like maybe, I think it was like 11 or something like that. She was... Yeah, up until like 11, I think like from 11 to like 14 or something like that, right? Up until present day, so since she was 11. And then now, um, I guess in their world, a 14-year-old is a woman. So he's been like eyeing her and he wants her for himself. So she ended up running away knowing that this is what he wanted and that's not what she wanted, right? And they ended up running into... Miroku, who ends up saving them from the Lord and his henchmen. She, like, is so happy to see him. She begs him, like, hey, like, I'm old enough. I'll bear your children. And Songo and Kagome are, like, disgusted. And then, like, when did you meet this girl? Like, met her when she was 11. He actually proposed the idea of her being the mother of his children. It's like, would you like to be the mother of my kids? Like, he's doing this to a bunch of teenage girls to every village that he goes to and he's like I didn't think that I would see her again I don't think he ever touched her I think because she was so young but I honestly don't think he thought he would ever uh, see her again when he said that but then he did and it's like um, Kaharu won't let him go and he's like we need to keep moving on if we stay any longer it's just going to hurt her feelings even more but they're like, no, we can stay. Inuyasha ends up being the one that's like, let's just stay anyway, just so we can get the girl off our back. Which um, ends up being a trap because Kana, uh, Kagura's older sister, ends up coming and uses her to trap Inuyasha. She ends up like stealing the soul in the soul mirror, which it says in the title, Kana's mirror, right? And then, yeah, I think. That's it for 14. Episode 15, the wind scar fails. Inuyasha continues fighting Kagura. Kana's mirror re- uh, reveals unexpected capabilities when Inuyasha uses the wind scar against her. So, Kana uses her mirror to capture Koharu's um, soul and controls her to trap the others. Right? 
So that's what she does. And she tries to take Kagome's soul. Right? She tries to take Songo's and she tries to take Kagome. When Songo fights back with her boomerang weapon, the thing is this the 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 mirror will take that energy and throw it right back at her. So that all the energy it took and power it took to throw that weapon to deal damage, it shot right back at her and knocked her out. And then when Kana tried to take a Gome, so it didn't work. It just it wouldn't take it for whatever reason. It just would not take it, which she thought was interesting. But she ends up leaving out anyway, right? So then fast forward to um, when uh, Inuyasha tries to take tries to use the wind scar against them, and it doesn't work again. She takes all that energy with her mirror and bounces it back. Right? It ends up hitting Inuyasha with the wind scar. But the thing is, Kagome gets the idea of shooting her um, arrow. She gets on Kirara. And Kirara's like, Kirara, I need you to go down and get as close as you can so I can shoot my arrow. And they're like, no, it won't work. I think Shippo may have said it. He's like, no, it won't work. It's just going to bounce back. You remember what happened with Songo? He's like, no, my arrows only hit evil, pure evil. So it will penetrate it. So what happened was it penetrated the mirror. And I think Kana said, like, I have to release the souls or it'll break the mirror. Like, my mirror won't work anymore. So that's what ended up happening. Ended up, like, releasing all the souls. And then um, Kana... Kagura, I think Naraka was there too. They ended up all just leaving because there was no point in staying there anymore. Like, we don't want them to regain their strength and then um, being attacked again when we're pretty much powerless against those arrows and um, the winds. Alright, episode 18? No, episode. I'm gonna say there's no way I've got done 18 that fast. Uh, episode 16, Tessaiga Breaks. Inuyasha demands to know why Kikyo gave the Shikon Jewel Shards she stole from Kagome to Naraku, who unleashes a horned ogre demon. So it was back when um, the gang was let into the trap of the hallucinations when Kagome um, was trapped. She was she was bound to that tree um, by Kikyo when she found a. Like, she was able to make it through all the uh, hallucinations because of the, the Shikon jewel that she had around her um, around her neck. But, uh, Kikyo stole her. And she actually tried to kill Kagome. Um, it wasn't until, um, I think it was Inuyasha that came and saved her. But, yeah. And then, um... So, yeah, he tried, he's like, why, why, like... Why would she do that? You know, he starts to kind of question who this new Kikyo is, in a way. But then, like, he's still recovering from his wounds. And Inuyasha fights a demon who begins to eat an entire village. Which is this horned, um, ogre demon. And it breaks because when he tries to use the, uh, 
Tess Saigo on him, it, it doesn't work. He ends up like just biting into it and breaking it completely in half. But this is the episode where um, Inuyasha ends up going like full demon. Right? <clears throat> episode 16, 17. What? what is going on with my life? Episode 17. Uh, Shishomaru takes the fangs of the deceased uh, Koshiki to Tesaiga's renegade apprentice uh, Kaijimbo to make a new sword while Tesaiga repairs Tetsaiga. Um, on Google, it says Totosai repairs a Tetsaiga using one of Inuyasha's fangs. Meanwhile, Shishomaru takes the fangs of the deceased uh, Gosheki. Goshinki to swordsmith um, Kaijimbo. Uh, he brings the fangs back to life with the Tensaiga. So, in this episode, um, the sword is heavy. The sword that, um, uh, what's his name? Totusai uh, makes out of. Um, Inuyasha's fangs, like he repairs the Tetsaiga, but he uses one of Inuyasha's fangs instead of his father's originally. It's heavy. It's not the same way. How he explained it was is that when it was with your father's fang, you were lying on your father. Whereas with your your new fang, with your fang, you're relying on yourself and your abilities. Like this is your sword. This is all your sword. You have to learn how to wield it. And they suggested that um you try like you basically just trying like you have to gather up your strength. But like there's no way that Inuyasha would ever do anything like, like that. It's, it sounds like it's too much work for him and I I guess that's what it ends up being. Like he never really learns he never really gathers his strength. Like he's all strength. In his mind that's what it is, right? Uh episode eighteen Shishomaru wields Tokijin. Tokijin? I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I'm not, I don't even know if they ever did say given a name. But, um, Kaijimbo's battle with Inuyasha wielding the sword Kojigen ends in destruction, and Kagura senses an opening for Shishomaru to destroy his brother. Um, what happens with. Kaijimbo is that he becomes possessed by the sword because it's that horned demon Koshinki that's kind of like still inside of it. But what happens is as he continues to fight on with Inuyasha even though Miroku hit like puts a uh, a, uh, uh, um, what's the word called? Um, something on his head. It's like a spell on his head to get rid of the demon. And then knocks him over the head with it and splits his head in two, right? But the sword is still going. The sword is what possesses him. Like, there is no human spirit left in it. This is all demon right now, right? But the thing is, the human body, Kajimbo's human body could not handle the power of this demon sword. This is a pure demon sword. He just couldn't handle it, so he ends up like completely evaporating and then um Inuyasha tries to take it but it's like it's pure evil like even you can't touch the sword right so they try to stay there 
and wait it out and then grab it or to leave it there. But then they ended up meeting with Shishomaru. <coughs> and then um, Kagura, before that, meets with Shishomaru and he's like, hey, you know, um, the sword he has is like, it, it is too heavy for him, right? And she's like, you know, he should be somewhere around here. It's not going to be too hard to find him just to let you know heads up or whatever, right? She just gave him a hint about her brother. I mean, about his about his brother. And But Shishomaru, in a way, it, it's like he doesn't, he wants to kill him to prove a point that he is the better brother. But it's like he, he kind of holds back a lot too. Which you kind of start to see a lot more um, in a later episode to you. Right? Especially with Ren about um, resurrecting her. Like that told you in itself that he's starting to soften up a little bit. Uh, episode 19. Uh, Jaramaru and Kagamaru. Yeah, I think that's... I, that's how you pronounce it. It's such a mouthful, right? Uh, Koga wants revenge on Araku for the deaths of his tribe members. When Araku's new, newest minion, Jaramaru, challenges him, he gets his chance. In this episode, he um, can sense, uh, can, I guess he can smell him, right? <clears throat> he ends up actually beating Inuyasha to Naraku. And Naraku doesn't fight him. Or anything like that. He sicks one of his new minions, which Kagura and Kana are like literal pieces of Naraku. Like his his essence. Like he cut out of his body and made them into like these demons. Full fledged like flesh demons that will fight for him and test them out. Before he would actually fight um, Inuyasha and his crew himself. Like, he was tired of going out doing it himself. He would have someone else do it for him. Like, he's not someone... He's never really got his hands dirty out, but it was always through somebody else that he possessed or he tricked. And instead of doing that, it's not working anymore. So he's trying his new route with minions that he cut, like, literally cut from himself. Right? Um, so it was Kaga first and then Kana. So now he has... Uh, Jaramaru and uh, Kagur Kagurumaru Kagurumaru I'm assuming that's how you pronounce their name so Jaramaru is all um, brawn he just lives to fight that's his, that's his thing he's so gung ho with fighting like, he doesn't even feel the pain um, being hit doesn't really affect him and then Kagurumaru is something that lived in a in Geronimo's stomach. So if you hit this thing in his mouth, Kagamaru will come out and he's the worst because he's not like legs and arms and whatever, like a full body. He's like almost like a scorpion type demon with a head that's the same as Geronimo. And he goes on the ground and he moves really, really fast. Like Koga can't keep up with him. That's how fast he is. And Koga is like crazy fast. That's what he's known for. But they ended up destroying them um, by working together. So what happens is, um, 
Songo gets the idea of using Roku, um, Hiroku's staff and dipping it in poison and then stabbing it into the ground and suffocating uh, Kagamaru out of the ground so it forces him out and it slows him down. So that way Koga can capture him but he's unable to do so. So he they end up lining up with each other. So they, when I say they line up with each other uh Jaramaru uh, and Karamaru uh, are attacking, right? And they're going for Koga. Like, he can't handle both of them at the same time. You got this quickness, this dexterous creature, dexterous demon, and then one that's extremely strong, all brawn demon, right? So they're going for him all at one time, but then Inuyasha comes up behind them like literally like right lined up aligned right up behind Koga and Koga moves out of the way just in time for when Inuyasha brings down the Tessaiga and brings it down and kills both of the, the brother demons at the same time right so that's what happens in this episode and he's like Koga's like, are you kidding me? Like, you almost killed me. Like, did you really think I was going to move out of the way? Like, you, were you really trying to kill me? And Inuyasha's really coy about it. But Kagome assures him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he knew you were going to move in time out of the way. So, like, don't worry. But, like, of course, Inuyasha gives him crap. Well, Inuyasha doesn't really say anything. He kind of just, like, he smirks at him and keeps moving, right? So, in episode 20... Onegumo's heart still beats within Naraku. Kagome returns to the present after a fight with Inuyasha, again about Koga. Meanwhile, Naraku plots to get rid of Onegumo's feelings for Kyoku. Ki- um, Kikyo. Oh my god, I keep pronouncing... Cause I'm getting Kikyo and Kagome mixed up, like I'm mashing their names together, so it's Kikyo within him. Um, he pretty much... Naraku just sends... A, uh, like a soul collector demon after her to, um, just either kill her altogether or just to get, like, to collect all the souls out of her because all the souls in her are stolen. Like, she doesn't have one, they're all stolen that she took from other dead women and, like, other dead girls. It's like, take them back and weaken her. And you can just kill her altogether, or just not having any souls will kill her in itself, right? So then, um, Kagome kind of like fights within herself whether she should return because she's constantly fighting with um, Inuyasha, but then she does end up returning. And spots Inuyasha and Kagome together like once again in these like compromised position. Um, it wasn't like he he followed the souls that um, were um, coming out of her body. Like the soul, I guess he spotted the soul collector. I forgot how it happened, but he ended up killing the soul collector, and then the souls returned back to her body. And they talked and, you know, um, 
he tried to tell like he tried to ask her like why did you try to kill uh Kagome? Like why would you give him why would you give Naraku the the jewel shard, the shard that we had collected, why would you do that? And she explains to him, I want him to be full demon so I can kill him kill him myself. And Inuyasha's like, I can't allow you to do that. Like, I'm, I want to protect you. Like, I don't care how you feel about me anymore. But I'm not going to, like, leave, let you run off to your death. And Kagome ended up witnessing that. So, um, she goes back to the hut where everyone else is. And she doesn't explain anything to them. She just kind of, like, gives them the stuff that she collected back in the present time. And then leaves. And they're all thinking that she's leaving for good at this point. Um, episode 21. Return to the place where we first met. In the present, Kagome senses that Inuyasha has chosen Kikyo. And decides to never return to the past after returning to Jewel. Did she go on Jewel Shards? Again, that's pretty much what happened. Um, the thing is, she does end up returning. It's like she chose Inuyasha. And... That she fought it and she spoke with her mom. But it's like she... In the end, like, I'm going to choose you. So, what is it that you that you want to do? And he was planning on ending things with Kagome. Like, he was planning on actually going to the present and ending things with her. Like, collecting the jewel shards and ending things with her. But she ended up beating him to it and returning back. And was like, look, I, like, I choose you. Like, I love you. And whether you pick me or not, like, I'm staying. Like, I'm going to help you. And like in his in his mind before that he chose Kikyo, but then it was like, no, I choose you. I choose Kagome, right? So that's pretty much what happened in that episode. And then episode twenty-two, um, Kohaku's lost memory. Songo finds the bodies of her father and the other slayers at the ruins of Naraku's castle. Her brother Kohaku still lives, but. He's lost his memory. Again, he has no idea who Sango is. Um, he ends up running away from Naraku's castle. And Naraku has sent demons after him. Because he has a jewel shard in his back. He wants his jewel shard back. Right? But then he ends up running into the gang. He ends up running into Sango and Inuyasha and all them. And he's like... He's not this murderous puppet anymore. He's like just just young little boy who's scared again, just like how Sango remembered him. Well, Inuyasha and like Miroku are like they're thinking, oh, it's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Like he's just playing us for a fool right now. But he will try to turn on us like he did before. And that, unfortunately, that's what ended up happening. Um... They ended up splitting up because Kagura um, went back to go and fight them and retrieve the boy, uh, Kuhaku. But they ended up splitting up because Songo and Kagome wanted to protect him. So they ended up running off. But then even they ended up splitting up. Songo went off to fight more demons while Kagome was left alone with Kuhaku come to find out the whole plan was for Kohaku to kill Kagome because Kagome is really powerful as the reincarnation of Kikyo, the priestess. So she has this power that they need to get rid of. Getting rid of her, it it 
makes everyone else lost. Like that is that is the weak point. We need to get rid of her, right? So, in episode um, twenty three, Songo's brother, the, uh, that unforgettable face, Songo's brother Kohaku has been possessed by Naraku and is trying to kill Gugome, like I already explained. Uh, meanwhile, Inuyasha and Moroku continue banning Kagura, which I explained that already. In this episode, everything that I already explained already happened. So then, um, Kohaku attempts to kill Kagome, but he hesitates. He attacks her and slashes her arm, but he hesitates, ends up running off when Songo, um, confronts him. So then Inuyasha and Miroku discover that it's a trap and that Inuyasha ends up going off to um, save Kagome. So he meets back up with Kagome and Kagome explains to him like, yeah, I was attacked by Kuhaku, but it's not that serious. Um, like, don't kill him. I, he hesitated. Like, he could have killed me, but he didn't. And I think a part of him is still in there that's not under Nuraku's possession. Um, and Sarbo went after him, but I think she she didn't listen to anything that I said to her or wasn't even trying to, so she ran off so fast. So I think she might try to go and kill him, like try to convince her that there's still a person in there, her brother is still in there, like con convince her not to kill her brother. And that's what Inuyasha ends up doing. He ends up convincing her that, hey, don't kill him. Your brother is still in there. He's still redeemable. But then Kagura ends up retrieving him and taking him back to Naraku's castle. But not before, like, teasing them, like, hey, you know, he's lost his memories. That's part of the reason why he's like this. But he doesn't want them back. He asks Naraku to take them back, to take him away from him. But he doesn't want to remember that he actually, um, that he actually killed his, his father and the other, um, slayers and almost killed his sister. Multiple times, really. Uh, episode 24, Inuyasha's soul devoured. Shoshomaru visits the tree demon Bakusano, seeking the secrets of Inuyasha's transformation. Meanwhile, Sango cares for an unconscious Kohaku. Um, yeah, Shoshomaru visits this tree, this tree demon who explains that, um, when Inuyasha goes full demon, eventually, if he does it enough times, he'll be that way permanently. And, um, that's the whole point of him having, uh, the Tessaiga. The Tessaiga is supposed to protect his soul. He's supposed to use that to fight and not be a demon. Like, that's what your father wanted from him. Because him being half demon, he can't handle, um, being full demon. It's not, with him, it, it just, it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't work that way. With you and I, I mean, well, not you and I, the, the tree is not, can't fight, tree, tree can't do anything. Well, he was playing the Shoshomaru, relationship. Shoshomaru, you can't control it, you are a demon, you know how this stuff works. Whereas with, um, Inuyasha, he was raised by humans. You know, in a human village with his human mother, he never really saw a demon father like that. So he doesn't really know how to go about this demon life whereas you do so if he does it enough times it'll it'll kill him right 
So then episode 25, the demon's true nature. Inuyasha's life is threatened and he fully transformed into a, a demon state. Berserk, he quickly breaks through the cocoon and destroys Gatamaru. He's like a moth demon type. He, um, that demon, uh, he kills most of a village, a nearby village that the Inuyasha and his um, party members just visited. And he takes the women's hostage, the women hostage, and starts to suck their souls out of their body. So Inuyasha and Moroku attempted to fight the bandits off in this um, moth demon. But uh, Gatamaru um, encased them in this poisonous cocoon, which normally would like um, disintegrate their bodies into like liquid mush until basically there's nothing. That's what it typically would do. But when Miroku came to help um, Inuyasha, he created a barrier. But the barrier was temporary, and there was no way for them to get out. And there was no way for anybody to get in there because um, Inuyasha didn't have his tetsaiga. He had let go of it, which is something that Totosa explained. Is like he has to keep hold of the tetsaiga when he fights because the more he fights with his fangs, the more demon he becomes, the more darker his soul becomes. He can't keep doing that. But it's so hard, like I said, at this point, when Totosai carved a new sword out of Inuyasha's fang, it became heavier because his burden became heavier. Because he wasn't relying on his father anymore, he's relying on himself, which is not something he's used to doing ever since he um, gained possession of the Tessaiga, right? But then, when he sees that um, these women's souls are being sucked out of their bodies, and they're helpless, and then um, Kagome ends up coming into the town with Sango, with the little boy that they found um, before the uh, village was attacked, he goes full demon. So he comes out, first thing like nobody's business, he kills the moth demon, and then he attacks the bandits. He kills like half of them and then the other half try to scurry away. But then he chases after them. Like he hunts them down. That's the word that was used. That he hunts them down. And they're begging for their lives. And Kagome attempts to convince him. Like hey don't. They're begging for their lives. Like don't kill them. Let them go. That's when Shishomaru shows up. And attempts to fight him um he wants to see how he is like the thing is they've had this ongoing uh rivalry with each other since the beginning of the series pretty much that they want to kill each other because like i said shishomaru has a has a point to prove like he is the ultimate demon and he wants to get rid of his half brother so he can have everything all the inheritance that the father left behind he wanted everything but then he sees this full demon Inuyasha is turned into. And he's like, what is this? You're like, you're just this bloodthirsty demon, this murderous demon. He used the word murderous demon. You're not a worthy opponent. Like, I don't, I don't want to fight you. It's, it's not, it's, it's worth, it's not worth anything. 
So he takes out his new sword, not the Tetsaiga, but the Tokijin, I think, something, Tokijin, something like that, I think it's how you pronounce it. He takes that one out. And just pointing it at Inuyasha, even in full demon mode, is too powerful for Inuyasha to try to uh, to battle with or even try to attack. And he's like, um, Shishomaru is like on your knees at Inuyasha. And that puts Inuyasha down back into his half demon dog form. And then Shishomaru leaves. He's like, you know, when you get it under control, then we can fight. Which I thought was really cool of him. And I think even Kagome knows he was like, he, if anything, he had just saved his brother. Because he knew, I think he knows that him going full demon like that repeatedly, it'll kill him. And he doesn't want his brother to die. Which, again, shows that he's starting to soften up a little bit, right? So, episode 26, season 2, Father's Old Enemy... Raiko oh sushi size sushi I just watched this episode I Uh I have no idea I don't know I'm I'm just butchering this name right uh but anyway uh Inuyasha visits Totosa alone Totosa tells him that he must slay the great dragon demon Oh, Ruko Tusai? I don't know how to pronounce it. The great dragon demon to become strong enough to lift his his new heavy sword. So he has to um, put this dragon demon down that Totosai explains that his own father, like Inuyasha's own father, could not put him down. Like It it took all his strength just to um, stab the the dragon demon into the mountain to lay him dormant for the last 50 years or so like his his the wounds that were inflicted upon his father is what ultimately killed him right and this is his father this is the great dog demon and he couldn't even he couldn't even kill him he just had to put him down and then and scurry away. That's how that's how dangerous it was for him, right? <clears throat> so then they when Inuyasha gets there to um he has to stab the 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 heart of this dragon demon. That's what he was told. Because he was already laid dormant by his father. He said you just have to stab the heart, penetrate it and you're good, and he'll be dead, and you can lift Tessaiga. But the thing is, Inuyasha was like, but that's a chump move. Like, I want a, I want an opponent. I want an enemy. Well, he got it because Naraku was there. He found out about it. I think it was due um, uh, Kagura. I think... Was it due Kagura? I think it might have been due one of his poisonous insects that was spying on them. I believe it was. So he found out about it, and he melted... The, I think it was one of his fangs, his father's fangs. I think he melted it away, right? And the the dragon demon woke up, and it it 
seemed like it was attacking Inuyasha, but it really wasn't. It was actually attacking Naraku. Like, he wanted Naraku gone. But kind of, it was one of his puppets. It wasn't actually Naraku. So, <clears throat> but then he actually, for real this time, went after um, Inuyasha. And they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. And they get into um, this this cave. Not cave, but like this valley. Right? He kind of like, the demon corners Inuyasha into this valley. And then that's when all the others, including Totosai, um, rejoin Inuyasha. But they're like from a distance. They're like in the sky because there's nowhere for them to be where they won't be in melee range or where they won't be uh, accidentally hit by something, right? So then it cuts to the last episode of season 2, episode 27. The backlash wave, Tosaiga's, Tetsaiga's ultimate technique. Separated from the Tetsaiga by the uh, great dragon demon, whose name I can't pronounce, and I'm not going to try to for the third time. <laughs> Inuyasha transforms into a demon once again. Totosai tells everyone to flee, but Kagome stays. So yeah, um, he can't reach it. He loses the Tetsaiga. Inuyasha loses the Tetsaiga. And the dragon demon actually rolls on top of it. Right? And um, he hits Inuyasha enough times that his body is like, okay, I'm going to die if I don't defend myself. Up above, everyone else is there. And Toto's like, we need to leave. He's about to go full demon. And he's chosen to go full demon instead of holding on and mastering the weight of his new sword. So we need to leave. And get out of the way. And Kagome is like, no, I'm not leaving him. So they all ended up staying because of that. And witnessing um, the backlash wave, which um, Totosai explains that that's the ultimate technique of the Tetsaiga. That's what he's going to need to use to defeat this, this demon dragon. And this is like, Inuyasha can't even lift his sword. And this is what he has to do with it. So what happens is. Even though he's full demon. Inuyasha. Fights it. He's actually fighting. Um, the demon in him. And he wants to go for the Tataiga. So that's what ends up. Uh, happening. I think. Someone from above. I don't know what. I forgot how it happened. But. Um, something from above comes down and protects him in a way so he can still continue to go for the for his Tetsaiga so he ends up reaching it and returning back to half demon form and he's like you know no one no one is going to roll over my sword and get away with it or something like that he said so he ends up going back and um, evading the dragon demons attacks and he finds the wind scar, but that's not enough. And he ends up I think he, he cuts it with the wind scar, so he cuts the the dragon demon, but it's not enough. So then the dragon demon is like gets really, really pissed and draws all of its energy in this huge ball. It's not like little shots anymore. It's this huge ball of energy that pretty much takes up the whole valley. It's in um, 
it's in Inuyasha's line of sight. Like, he internally says, like, I, I won't be able to avoid it. Like, it's coming straight for me. I won't be able to get out of the way. I'm going to have to go through it. So then he finds a way. He's like, he sees the, it's a combination of the wind scar. What, how Toto Sai explains is that it's a combination of the wind scar and the enemy's energy from their attack combined together. And the enemy's energy, their attack has to be more powerful than what Inuyasha is going to throw at them. In this case, it is. It's this demon, dragon demon that his own father couldn't even defeat. That's how strong he was. It has to be, uh, it's a combination of the both. And he has to hit at a certain point, at a certain area in order to get it right. And Inuyasha, he gets it. He swings into it and slashes him into pieces. Right? And everyone's like in so much awe, including Toto-san. He was like, how did you know about the backlash wave? Because in Inuyasha's mind, he's like, it was the it was the wind scar. I was like, no, it was a combination of the wind scar and, and the dragon's energy, like the attack. But it did, what he did was he threw it right back at him. Just like how Kana did with the mirror. It's what Inuyasha did with the backlash wave. It was a backlash, pretty much. It's like he took his energy and threw it back at him. So just like how Inuyasha couldn't avoid it, neither could the dragon. And it come up into pieces. And like Toto-san is like, what? What? Like, how did you... How, how did you know about the backlash wave? And you got him on the first try. That's insane. But because he was able to do the backlash wave technique with the Tessaiga, and he chose his Tessaiga over his demon... Going full demon. Toto Sai was like, okay, so yeah, you are the true master of the Tessaiga. I'm going to leave you alone. And then it ends with, you know, Inuyasha having a big head or whatnot. And I think, like, um, uh, what was it? Kagome had to tell him to, she's like, sit, boy. She had to tell him to sit. Because in the, in the very beginning, um, of season one, which I didn't explain, um, Kaede gave, they put a necklace on um, Inuyasha that allows Kagome to control him. Like, order him to, like, this command, sit boy, to make him stop, to, to do something she don't like. So tell him to sit. And he has, he just goes straight. Like, he plummets into the ground. That's how strong that command is by her to him. Alright, so that's 54 episodes of Season 1 and 2 of Inuyasha, the animated series adaptation of the manga series. Um, this is just something that I uh, wanted to do. It's, I, I remember watching the show on Toonami back in like the early 2000s. Not when it originally came on. I think it was more of um, just old episodes. It may have been new episodes that were coming on. I just didn't even know it at the time. But I was like, oh, Inuyasha is on Netflix. Let me go ahead and watch it. And it was like all these, the first two seasons on there. I was like, oh, let me go ahead and just watch um, watch both of them. And then there's movies. But I think there's eight total seasons and then there's movies. So I, I it's, it's going to be a while before I complete all eight seasons. And I think it's like four movies. And it's crazy because I had ordered a Inuyasha um, Funko Pop. A couple of months ago, I pre-ordered it, and it should be coming in the mail, hopefully sometime this month, with everything going on. 
It might be June by the time it gets here. Even though I ordered it in like March. Um, I'm supposed to be getting that soon. Which I thought was very cool. Serendipitous. Because um, they're supposed to be... I think it was announced like a couple of days ago. The um, Inuyasha is supposed to be getting a new series. Like a spin-off series. But it's focused more on Inuyasha and Gagome. And then Shishomaru's uh, Shishomaru's daughters. So both of their daughters. It's supposed to be Inuyasha and Kagome. Their daughter. They only said one daughter. And this will be twin daughters. And those twin daughters are supposed to be Shishomaru's daughters. And he's like, well, who did he have the kids with? They're like, oh, it might be Ren. And I was like, Because, like, (laughs) how old is Shishomaru? He has to be... If Inuyasha's probably... 1617 minus the 50 years he was trapped in that tree. Well, maybe Shishomaru's probably older. That would make Shishomaru even older. That would make him. Because I, I don't know. We, I don't think we, we know their ages. And we don't know how f- age works with demons. It's weird. But I'm, I'm looking forward to completing the next two series and. Um, some of the movies. Um, Hulu actually has the subtitle version. I guess I guess you can say the original Japanese version. Um, which I prefer. I actually prefer subtitles over dub. Again, because you lose context when you change the language. Because the language is connected to the culture. So I'm looking forward to listening to how they portray the show in Japanese. In its original Japanese. Versus... Um, dubbed English. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it as of right now. Uh, again, that was season one or two of the anime series adaptation of the manga series of Inuyasha. The first 54 episodes. And here's to the next 54 episodes. Again, this has been K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdboard Podcast. Thanks.